Welcome to the next episode of Strategize to Succeed. Selectively applying the strategies which we discuss each week will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. In today's episode, we're going to focus on what to do when you don't know what to do. Actually, that phrase would have served as the title of this podcast episode, but for the fact that apparently my cleverness was not unique. It seemed as though almost every article on the subject had the very same title. So, let this title revision serve as a lesson in flexibility. Notwithstanding the variety of words used, To what do the confusion, frustration, and delay refer? As you may be aware, in the course of a day, it is quite normal to make approximately 35,000 decisions. So how can we possibly be clear-cut in our sense of direction and ability to recognize the correct path? Hence, the confusion, frustration, and delay. What we are looking at is how to figure out what we are to do so that we can make a logical decision which will help us to move forward in life. This can refer to everything from what color shirt to wear, to where to go to school, to which company to work for. Yes, it can also be applied to where you would like to eat dinner tonight. The first article which I came across seemed to take the approach of let's throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. The article is entitled 20 Things to Do When You Don't Know What to Do by Louise Jackson. Frankly, I approached the article with a somewhat jaundiced view of the subject, mainly because a count of 20 just seemed excessive and would probably trivialize the subject matter. Well, your mentor was wrong. There are numerous valuable points to be found, so we will hone in on several of them. The very first point is of universal importance throughout life. Quote, focus on the positives, not the negatives, close quote. Ms. Jackson then explains the point by writing that, quote, it's better to make choices motivated by the positives rather than held back by the negatives. Focusing on the negatives has a habit of becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. Go after what you want, rather than simply trying to avoid what you don't want. Perhaps as a corollary to this view is the suggestion that you, quote, ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? Close quote. As an explanation, the author notes how important it is to counteract fear as a deciding factor. Instead, the concept of fear needs to be reduced in size to just, quote, a mental construct, close quote. Ms. Jackson offers a test or game to help resolve the quandary. There are two questions to ask yourself. First, What is the worst that will happen if I do X, Y, Z? Then follow with, and then what? 
The purpose of these questions is to contain the fear by clearly defining its anticipated impact. Usually, when isolated, it becomes evident that the possible results are really not as overwhelming as initially expected. Another point of consideration is to, quote, know that doing nothing becomes the choice you're taking, close quote. This philosophy is explained by this statement that, quote, when you wait too long, doing nothing becomes a decision in itself. At some point, it's better to let go and take action. By doing nothing, you're not getting any closer to finding out what it is you truly want. Taking action gives you feedback which will help you figure out what you feel and think. Close quote. Stop and think about it for a moment. Whenever you do something, whether a small task or monumental, you're inclined to have a reaction. Consider being asked to dance. Many people have an immediate negative visceral reaction. If they eventually succumb and are persuaded to try to dance, they may find that it is more enjoyable than originally anticipated. Or it may be a loathsome experience never to be tried again. But if it is not tried, Putting off that experience prevents you from determining what aspects you like and what aspects you dislike, which helps to guide your future preferences. Who knows, you may find that you like it so much that you decide that your chosen profession is to become a dance teacher. That is something which you would never have expected if you had not said yes to an unfamiliar experience. Ms. Jackson highlighted the importance of defining one's values to help clarify one's path. Also, she addressed the importance of utilizing one's imagination. She noted that, quote, researchers have concluded that the imagination has the extraordinary capacity to shape reality and can help us to reach our goals, close quote. Further, some of Ms. Jackson's comments offered common sense and practical wisdom which can have broader applications throughout one's life. In particular, when citing the importance of talking, quote, to someone you trust or someone impartial, close quote, she explains that, quote, a problem shared is a problem halved, and talking about what's going on in our head has great value. It can help us to release emotions and thoughts that we've kept bottled up, close quote. However, she notes that it is helpful to first define and indicate whether you would like someone else to offer an opinion or just listen. Either one can be beneficial. Ms. Jackson's article is full of nuggets of information offered in a reassuring manner. You may find it worth your time to peruse. I know I did. When faced with the concept of being stuck, procrastinating, and not making a decision, another article entitled What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do, published in the Harvard Business Review, offers a somewhat different slant on the premise.
The authors distinguish the pattern of decision-making between the steps one would take in a predictable universe and how one should take a different path today in our society of unknowns. In a predictable situation, the steps are outlined as one, you plan your future, two, you construct a series of steps and figure out which path would be most productive, three, you gather everything you will need to enact the plan, and four, you then activate your plan. That is a very nice, orderly approach for resolving a situation, but it may not be the most effective in today's dynamic world. Instead, the suggested approach comes from Babson College, which specializes in entrepreneurial training and development. At Babson, this approach is referred to as, quote, entrepreneurial thought and action, close quote. The article's authors name it, quote, act, learn, build, repeat, close quote. They applied the thought process used by entrepreneurs when dealing with unknown circumstances. Entrepreneurs cannot afford to sit still, watch, and wait for the universe to send them a sign. They must act promptly. Then they can learn the good or bad which resulted from such action and act again. So, to apply the process, the steps would be First, decide what you would like to accomplish. As the authors explain, you don't need to be obsessive about your goal, just motivated enough to get going with it. The next step is to, quote, take a smart step as quickly as you can toward your goal, close quote. The significant term here is a smart step. That is where you take whatever resources you have immediately available, whether it is contacts, funds, access, education, or anything else, and you act quickly. The decision of how much to invest of anything is a very basic and well-known calculus. It must never cost you more than you can afford to lose. The third step is that once you've made the significant move forward, you must stop and review the results and what you've learned from that outcome. That step is very important because, quote, every time you act, reality changes, close quote. So it becomes critical to find out if your actions took you closer to your goal, whether the path has changed, or even if your goal has changed as a result of your actions. Finally, the process is repeated. That includes not just taking action, but also, and perhaps more importantly, the review and analysis of each step. It is that dissection of actions which can better prepare you to maintain your flexibility when dealing with the unknown. Sometimes, such an understandably business-like approach is what is needed to address your inability to move forward. Other times, Ms. Jackson's highlighting of different aspects of the psyche to get you past your issues may be more effective. Either way, 
what is most important is not to ignore the situation. As the late President Theodore Roosevelt was quoted as saying, quote, in any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The worst thing you can do is nothing, close quote. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you, both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?